Hi there, and welcome to the Anita Chat Podcast. I'm your host, Anita Rombo, and this is the podcast for growth-oriented women to have authentic, real talk. Nothing is off the table here, but as an intuitive self-relationship coach, you'll find the content gravitates towards mindset, intentional action, spirituality, and all things wellness. So if you're ready to learn, laugh, show up, and glow up to be the best version of yourself, grab your favorite bevy, settle in, and we've got lots to chat about. Oh my God, friends, my inner Sagittarius that loves travel and adventure is finally coming out to play. After three long years, I'm about to hit a vacay. And this vacay includes a break from all things adulting, including being a mom for a week. I am not going to lie, there is excitement, but also a bit of nervousness. Me and my crew, my family, we've been together for the longest stretch of time due to COVID. And I know my husband is super capable and my kids are in great hands, but I've got some serious FOMO about leaving them behind. And also, this is going to sound a bit bizarre, but I fear that I'm not sure what I'm going to do with myself. I'm sure I'll settle into a rhythm after a brief period of adjustment, but for someone that is so type A, I have a hard time slowing down, and if I was vacaying with my kids, at least I would still be momming, you know what I mean? So, Greg, if you're tuning in, thanks again for making this trip happen, and good luck next week. Anyways, my innately wired difficulty related to slowing down and just being versus doing is the topic of the chat today. Because let's face it, I know I'm not the only one. Most of my clients and my friend groups have a similar issue. It comes up all the time in our conversations. We're in that season of life that we're always on. Even when I'm sleeping, I seem to have one ear listening for the kids in case they call me in the middle of the night. There's always some sort of to-do list. If you're like me, you feel guilty to take a break, even though no one but ourselves is telling us to go, go, go. We may even prize ourselves on how much we accomplish or do. I know that there are many of us that think a good day is a day where we've tackled a lot of items off of that to-do list. Over the past five years or so, I've intentionally, and I mean very intentionally, it takes a lot of concerted effort and energy for me to have accomplished this, focused on slowing down and just being rather than doing all the time. And I can say that it has made a tremendous difference in my life. And so I want to talk about this a bit more, about why we as busy women find ourselves in the spot of doing, why we may resist slowing down, why it is so important that we do slow down, and some tips that have worked for me, because let's face it, vacations are great resets. I'm absolutely grateful to be going on one, but they aren't something that we can turn to often as a reset. We have to find ways to integrate those resets into our day-to-day. So let's get into it, shall we? But first, if you have a fellow friend that leads a very busy life and could use a gentle reminder that it's okay to slow down, would you be so kind as to share it with her? I really want us to normalize rest and self-care. Thank you so much, my friends. And so let's get into it. Why do we find ourselves in the position of doing? We might find ourselves in this position of going all the time as a result of conditioning from our childhood days. We often got accolades or acknowledgement or approval for being helpful or behaving in a certain way. And those 
accolades and acknowledgement or approval were motivation for us to continue. So we wanted to repeat those behaviors. And at some point, it began to validate us and make us feel like we're worthy if we do or produce. And that then became our barometer of success, of validation and worth. So I know for myself that growing up in many Indian households, producing an 80% on a test was not enough. We were asked to produce 100%. And for me, as an only child, I felt that my parents' hopes and dreams were placed on me. They never verbalized this, but I felt like they were looking to me to make their struggles and sacrifices worth it. And that led me to overachieve on all fronts. For me, academically, that showed up as financially supporting myself through three university degrees, being an honor roll student and a class president. And so somewhere along the journey, we just lost sight that just being who we are was enough. We may also put ourselves in the position of doing because we fear that no one can do the job better than us. This, in essence, can come from a need to control and perfectionism. And again, it may come back to ingrained experiences from our childhood when perhaps there was worth attached to doing a job well or the need to take control to compensate for a lack of structure and predictability so that we could feel safe. Perhaps some of us were fixers in the past and therefore expected to take the reins and handle all the details or unravel things and do them again to make them better. I too can relate to all of these patterns from a young age. Now, of course, these could be some of the reasons for our difficulty in letting stuff off of our plate and taking on a lot and priding ourselves in doing all the things. There may be others. This is definitely not an exhaustive list. But I also wanted to acknowledge that for these patterns to be ingrained in us to some capacity, we don't need to have some egregious trauma. As children, we are astute little sponges and we absorb the reactions and patterns unassumingly. So even if we had a seemingly uncomplicated upbringing, there are likely things that have been soaked in and have become a part of our blueprint as a result of our childhood. If we flash forward from our childhood days to us now as women, where we continue to carry so much on our plates and more, we want to be the perfect parent. We want to be successful at work. We want to be the present wife and so much more. We are high achievers. We are goal getters. And we tire worth to it. We're proud of those things. So we may feel that the way to embody those traits might be through baking the cookies for the bake sale or taking on extra projects or work or having the house clean to a certain standard. And so that explains why we might find ourselves in the position of overextending ourselves and constantly going. And we may resist slowing down for, again, multiple reasons. But I would say, first and foremost, old habits die hard. When we've spent a lifetime convincing others and getting happiness from being an overachiever or someone who gets stuff done or prizing ourselves on our productivity for whatever reason, it's hard to tell ourselves that we should be following a different script, especially when the original one has gotten as many results, both tangibly and intrinsically, that we label as rewarding. If it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? We may also resist slowing down because doing that requires a conscious shift in our thought patterns and gives us space to do some deeply reflective work that may be uncomfortable. We may prefer to be in the space of distractions and busy work than taking the time out to reflect on why the way we are and if our behaviors and thought patterns that served us at one point are truly serving us now, and if not, how can we serve ourselves better? That's some deeply transformative work that we may want to shy away from. But here is the reason why it is so important that we slow down. As a coach, 
I chose to focus on relationships with ourselves. So I call myself a self-relationship coach because it literally sets the tone for our whole lives. If we really want to show up in the best way possible for ourselves and others, we need to do the work and understand ourselves. We need to have awareness about what are our strengths, our challenges, our triggers, and we need to love ourselves unconditionally throughout all of this reflection and all of this integration. We need to love and accept ourselves unconditionally as we are. Part of that is giving ourselves permission to slow down and just be, especially at a time when globally we have made some big unexpected adjustments as a result of the pandemic and taken on some more. So for example, if you're a parent, maybe you were homeschooling your child for a little bit. The risk of burnout and overwhelm is high. Now more than ever, we need to focus on us, what fuels us, what inspires us. And that energy, that love and inner understanding will then serve us externally. So there's absolutely nothing wrong with wanting to be a present parent, an attentive wife, a high achieving employee. But ask yourself, If your definition is at odds with what you truly want or need, so is it something that you think you should be doing versus something that you really need to do or want to do? And is it truly what others are expecting of you? For example, if we're taking a look at baking cookies for our kids' school fundraiser, that's really admirable. But would your kids rather that you spent the time doing something with them rather than baking cookies for them? Could maybe buying the treats serve you better from a time and energetic perspective and give your kids the gift of the more you time that they want? Or the house. Could maybe getting some help around the house or being okay with a bit more mess give you more time and space to slow down? Would that serve you better? Would that serve your relationship better? For example, would your partner rather you be relaxed and have a slightly messy house or an irritable you, and a spotless house. With all that being said, I'll leave you with some tips that have helped me consciously slow down during the day-to-day. And again, take what resonates, leave what doesn't. And of course, if you have other things that are working for you, definitely keep going with them. The first and foremost non-negotiable is to build in some solid you time every day. I like to choose the beginning of a day for me personally, because to me, this really helps set the tone of the day. Because it's at the beginning of a day, I'm not distracted by all the things that I need to do. The house is still sleeping, so it's nice and quiet. And this is no interruption, solid me time. So my recommendation is to build in some solid you time every day. And in that period of time, do something that's just going to serve you, something that feels good to you, something that fuels you. That could look like journaling or meditating or reading or exercising or going out for a walk. Doesn't matter. There is no right or wrong here. It's just make sure that you build in some solid you time every day. And this is a non-negotiable, my friends. The second tip that I want to leave you with is to really get clear on your why. Ask yourself what the intention behind the activities in your day are. And if there are any ways that you can make your day easier by either eliminating or delegating or adjusting the task. Earlier in this episode, for example, we talked about showing up for your children by supporting their bake sales and school events and other ways where you could still show up and support that, but carve out more time and energy for yourself and be more present for your children. Third, I think it's so important to give yourself permission and create some boundaries to do the bare minimum of what you need to do. The rest is icing on the cake. 
for myself, for example, as a new entrepreneur, there is so much I could do. And I could literally work 24-7 in my new business as I get myself up and running. I've implemented a strict computer shutdown time. And after that period of time, it's all about me and it's all about my family. I wake up in the morning and I set to do the bare minimum. These are the three things, for example, that absolutely need to be done in order to guarantee me success for the day or for tomorrow or to get me ready for the week. And if time permits, before shutdown time, I might be able to tackle an extra thing or two, but I give myself the permission or grace to just show up and do the important things and everything else can wait. Next, I want you to build in breaks in between your tasks or in throughout your day as rewards. And no, my friend, it does not count for you to get off a work call and then throw a load of dishes in the dishwasher. That is not a break. That is called multitasking. So I'm talking about take 10 to 15 minutes, whatever time you can to really just be for yourself. Again, maybe it's just walking outside and getting some fresh air and walking down the block. Maybe it's doing a quick stretch. For me, I try to do some midday yoga classes during my lunch hour a few times a week. Find things that are meaningful and fulfilling and also healthy for you to bring you into a state of balance and slowing down. The second last tip that I want to leave you with is both kind of a productivity tip and also how to slow down tip. And that is silence your phone notifications and check your emails and social media at delegated times. Now, the reason why I am suggesting this is simply because I, for one, um, always felt compelled to address work emails as soon as they came in. Because I really want to be super productive and I don't want to forget or lose sight of something. And so if I'm at my desk, I will switch gears to address this email. Now, that's not good from a multitasking perspective. I'm taking myself out of that focus and attention that I have towards something to switch gears. But also, I'm creating this sense of urgency. Like, I must respond to this. This person can't be left hanging. You know what? They can wait an hour or two. Nothing is going to happen that that can't wait an hour or two. So whether it be setting expectations through an autoresponder or talking to your team or just letting them know, I think that's a really important way to manage your energy so that once you're done a task, maybe you can then check your emails and then go for your break and then come back and start another task new. Not only does that help you with your focus, but that also helps you slow down. You know, there is nothing that is urgent that can't wait an hour or two. And last but not least, my friends, if you haven't done so already, I really highly recommend that you check out my guide entitled The 10 Daily Habits to Love, Peace, and Success. I will link to it in the episode description. Honestly, folks, these 10 daily habits are things that are so easy to integrate. They're extremely simple, but the results of them are so profound. They really get you on that way to self-love, which is actually what slowing down is all about. Inner peace, which is also what slowing down is all about, allowing ourselves and giving ourselves the grace to just be with ourselves instead of doing, and success. And we definitely want that in our lives as well. We are high-achieving, goal-oriented individuals. We want it all. And so if you haven't already done so, like I said, please, please do check that out. And that brings me to the end of the chat today. I am sending love and sunshine your way. Thank you so much for tuning in and bye for now. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Anita Chat Podcast. If you haven't taken a minute to leave a review, I would absolutely love to hear from you. All you need to do is to search for the show, click your star rating, and type in a few words. Also, if there's a specific topic you'd like to see covered in this podcast, if you'd like me to be your coach, or if you want to just chat, feel free to send me an email or shoot me a message through my IG, which you'll find in the show notes. The show notes will also contain any links to the freebies that were referenced in this episode. 
Until next time, friends, it's been great chatting with you. Thank you.